This is Comic Picks by the Click. Hey, our host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason. What's going on? What do you have for us tonight? Well, I know I said I was going to talk about um, the finale to um, Fumi Yoshinaga's um, epic Oku series, but it looks like uh, Wright's have decided to take their sweet time um, shipping that out to me. As I'm talking about the actual shipping process, I mean, like, they, uh, I ordered it, it um, sat around their place for 10 days, and then it finally shipped out, and um, it still hasn't arrived yet. So, well, so that just means I'll be talking about it next time, because it's definitely on its way. But um, good news is, like, I've got something to talk about that I've been saving for a special occasion. Uh, I guess that special occasion is just, you know, when I didn't have anything else to talk about, but it's something that I thoroughly enjoyed. And if you listen to my uh, best of um, 2021 podcast, you may, this may sound familiar. That would be, because this is Hellions by Zeb Wells, Steven, Steven Segovia, and company. Cool. Okay. Yes. So, a little context, because this is a, this is an X-Men title. And, well, the thing is, it's, on one hand, it's, it is definitely like spitting off the Krakoa era, but it's also picking up from one of the initial launch titles called Fallen Angels, which was meant to be like the uh, title for, you know, oddball, like, you know, char- X-Men characters that didn't quite fit in like a, a dedicated series. Problem is that series um, didn't quite, it's like, didn't work out all that, all that well and, and died a swift death after six issues. Then, Along comes um like um Zeb Wells with the idea to like, hey, you know, let's um do do a series about you know about an X-Men team dedicated to uh to to uh like uh, set solving um Mr. Sinister's problems. Which on one hand you hear this and think, oh no, that sounds like a terrible idea. But at the same time though, it turned out to be a brilliant idea and one that is like great, dark, um mean-spirited fun because the Hellions are it's like basically the idea behind them is that they're a team that you know like of like a various mutants which like aren't working well like like on Krakoa. We're in like the early like in the early days of issue one, we're um we're shown how um Havoc, you know, he's you know, he's trying to he's doing his best to like you know be the uh, the good you know Summer's brother, but it turns out the inversion um, process that he suffered the bro had his bad side from the axis crossover well that hasn't quite gone away and so he's really he's still very susceptible to just, you know just like going going medieval like with his plasma bursts on like people who rub, rub him the wrong way then you've also got characters like like wild child who's been um like palming his meds it's like because he doesn't want to suppress his his, his bad side um for ex-marauder john gray crow who is <clears throat> all, Sensibly, you know, it's like trying to like just you know be a man of peace because I'm done killing. But you know when he's when people like you know press him, like say when the um, the Morlocks who um, suffered at his hand during the Mutant Master crossover come looking for him, like he's just he's still willing to like you know break off parts of his body to form into guns and just you know take them out, take them out because hey, you know they attacked, they shot first, and also guys like um, Manuel de la Rocha, Hellion. Who basically is one of like the uh, like the key pe- key the key uh, mutants behind this like this, this Hellions idea because he um, wasn't he himself wasn't really like a bad person you know before he got his mutant 
mutant power because mutant power is just making other people um like like them conform to his will so basically he could have been a normal person if not for his mutant gene and that's kind of scary to some of the higher ups in the in the quiet council and also then there are like characters who like who are just plain crazy such as um nanny and orphan maker nanny who is like a uh who's just like an like a person like in an egg-shaped um it's like uh like a mechanical shell it's like who's just like you know dedicated to uh like taking care of orphans that that basically been made by her it's like by her by her nephew the orphan orphan maker it's like because you know he's just so 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 thoroughly dedicated to uh killing Killing whoever like his nanny tell, tells him to, and he's also got this um, mutant gene that cannot be expressed whatsoever, or else you know people are going to die because of it. So basically, the idea behind the Hellions is that um, one, it's like you know, whenever they go on a mission, there's not going to be any chance of human casualties because one of the rules of Kakoa is you know, kill no man because they don't have the resurrection process. The other 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 thing is like, is that um, you know, there's going to be like you know, a chance like. A wide latitude for damage. It's like okay, so basically these characters are bulls. The world is a China, is a China shop. Let's um, you know let's set them loose. And the other and the last bit is uh, the idea that there's going to be a therapeutic value in allowing them to express their their X genes. So that's basically the uh, the sensible mandate they've been given. Problem is that um, the person overseeing this um, this initiative is. None other than Nathaniel Essex, aka Mr. Sinister. And before you're wondering, like, you know, why is Mr. Sinister being given um like you know his own like like his own X his own X-Men team to run? Well, let's not forget that he is basically responsible for the cloning technology that basically allows the resurrection process on Krakoa to exist in the first place. Without his without this, like they would just drop him like a bad habit. But since um, they can't do that, you know they've got to indulge him. It's like and his, it's like in his, it's like in his like you know, he, like his own his own impulses. Thing is though that they've also got um, like um Quanon, the uh, like the Japanese ninja who used to be Psylocke, and you know if you're if you're like well wait a second wasn't Betsy Braddock Psylocke? Well, she was up until she was separated from from her from the Quanon persona. It's like in in the, one of the Huntful Wolverine mini, miniseries. Now, Betsy Braddock is her own person, being um, Captain Britain in, in Excalibur, and Quanon is um, basically doing the uh, Japanese, nin, Japanese ninja sh um, shtick that we all know Psylocke to be, no, no Psylocke for in the, like in the series. And that she's also you know, doing this at Sinister's behest because he's got some leverage on her as well. Now, now Hellions is basically... Now the first arc of Hellions involves like them going to um, like Sinister's old, it's like I'm um, like I'm um, lab back in it's like back in the mid Midwest and trying to and I'm just taking care of it because well you know we just can't have like you know Sinister running a um, rogue um, cloning lab. Problem is that this lab has also produced not has not just produced the uh, you know um, clones of zombie clones of his old um, Marauders group who are also friends of like. For, um, John Gray, Chris former comrades, but they've also produced a clone of none other than the Goblin Queen herself, Madeline Pryor. And well, it's like there's all sorts of bad stuff that happens here because you know it's like, well, it's like when um 
because first of all, like when Matt, when um, when Hellion just you know decides to use his um, like his uh, like his mind control, like um, the powers to uh, it's like to uh, to make um Nanny more amenable to uh, like um, great great crows like you know comments. It's like he just shoots him in the head. It's like until she, hey, I told you was the end if you're going to use your tech, use your powers like that, and that's that's something that I really like about the series because it like you know it it takes all it's it's really kind of unexpected like um wells does a good job of like you know like taking like unexpected like twists and turns of the series like he knows like you know he's someone who's been really been reading you know co- like superhero comics for a good long while and x-men comics as well and he knows what you're going what you expect to see coming but he also has a good idea of how cow to subvert your expectations there and he does a great job of that it's like it's like in the first arc like whether it's like you know from you know Ray Crow stoically you know accepting the uh, it's like like the zombie urges of one of his one of his teammates or it's like or Psylocke you know just like dominant proving herself to be the alpha to um wild wild child's fair like um feral character like or just like the bit, bit at the end when um when Havoc is just you know just like um so. Like so despondent over the fact that you know Madeline is dead again, and um, he's expecting he's expecting his um disappointment to uh, to um Cyclops about this, only for um Cyclops to to eventually reveal himself to be like Mister Sinister at the end. But at the same time, well, Nanny has some choice words to to express Mister Sinister at at the end as well, because at the same time here, it's like this is not about just you know. A series about you know one character in the series they're dominating themselves over the over the other i mean like yeah that does happen but it's not like the thing is like you know sinister like you know he's as much at the mercy of his team and of like certain circumstances at, as well and it's also great to see that um wells is embracing the um like the camp fabulous um version of sinister that kieran guylan um is like established in his like in his x-men issues as well and like his and like his his sinister is like is very funny. And even though it's like, you know, he's got he's got he's got long-term plans, he's got evil long-term plans, especially with the uh um weight he holds over Psylocke. Well, he's not able to like you know completely like you know dominate these things. Like Psylocke basically like ha- has ways of like you know expressing her displeasure to him that are very entertaining that are seen in the arc when they take on the uh like the right, and um, and also when um when Sinister just you know like has to negotiate with himself as we see in the uh, in the Ten of Swords arc, which is basically like when it's like hey, I, when he creates a clone of himself because like it's been determined that 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 Sinister is going to lead the Hellions on a uh, special mission to steal the swords like from the Amanth mutants, and um when Sinister like creates this mutant, he misses oh, well. It's like no, I'm not sure. Go right ahead. You go ahead and lead them. It's like I'll be, I'll stay here and just you know assume your duties. And like the other sister's like, no, no, no. You're going to go out and lead them. It's like so. And um, and the other one is like, no, no, no. It's like why don't you? It's like no, you go out and do this. It's like I'm not going to have any part of this. And then one's like, yo, why don't you just like you know let me pepper yourself so I can start with satisfied when I eat your face. It's like it's it's ridiculous. It's silly, but it's but it's a lot of fun. Like and it's great that you know like that Wells is embracing like you know this this take on sinister, and you know these and 
it's like I mean these arcs are just like you know great great fun like subversions of like you know your standard superhero superhero tropes. I mean, like, on one hand, you kind of expect like you know the heroes to eventually triumph over like you know adversity, but at the same time, you know, there's there's that, but there's also just you know like these uh, like there's like you know bad stuff going on because in the Ten of Swords arc, it's basically revealed that the only reason Sinister agreed to lead that lead the team out to the uh, to take the uh, swords of the Amenthians was so that he could get his hands on their on their DNA, and um, well, unfortunately, when um, he uh, it's like what it's like when he he uh, manages to do that and that gives the data to the surviving um, Hellions to um, take back. Well, it's like the sinister who who was on on Krakoa all this time has has his own ideas about how to how to deal with this. And um, also, when um, it's like when you've got the uh, it's like when they it's like after they uh, um, come back and. Um, it's like in Sinister, it's like is um like you know, is, is I'm working with um Jason Wingard, aka Mastermind, as far as like you know his next his next Sinister plan. Well, it turns out that Mastermind may have actually been working with Arcade, like the um King of Mutant Death Traps, to um like to sell him out for his own ends, or has he really? Because the uh, so the the uh, sec the uh, the second arc in Volume Two basically involves the um mutant, the Hellions. You know, first having a good laugh at that. Oh, Mister Sinister's been kidnapped. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, it's like he's got. Um, he he's definitely had it coming to him before. Psylocke basically like you know, this is him that you know we need to actually go go and get him because well, he's because of the leverage he has he has over her, and the re and when they uh, when they do this, well, there's a, there's all sorts of fun. You know, like what do these um, like what do the Hellions really want? And how is this expressing their, it's like in their own mindscapes, you know, courtesy of Mastermind. It's it's a fun, it's a, it's a fun art, especially at the end when, um, like when Sensor, um, Sensor reveals his like his main ambitions through this arc as well. It's good fun, and then you get to the uh, final um, couple of arcs where it turns out that the uh, the mutant he crossed he crossed in um, Amenth, um, Tarn the Uncaring. Well, like um, he's he's um, he realizes what um, Sinister has. He realizes that you know Sinister is taking something from him, and he wants to get wants to give it back, or at least get reparations. Because it also turns out that the uh, that the clone that um, Sinister sent out to Amenth, well, it's not quite as dead as he thought. And now that he you know he views um, Tarn as his master, and so he's basically going to uh, try and help. Help his master you know, get his revenge, at least until when, like the sinister that we've known, like Pissy tells him, "This is what I've been planning, Chimera." And if you if you remember, um, the, like um, some of the data pages from House of House of Ten and Powers of Ten, well, like, you know that's kind of bad news because like you know sinister is basically in, you know creating his own like you know mutant super god, and he's got his own own plans right you know how this is going to be unleashed you know this is assuming that the quiet council has been you know really dumb about you know not letting sinister but but letting sinister have free reign throughout krakoa and not being able to keep plans on him wink wink but also but also there's um like some other like personal drama going on here because nanny and orphan maker it's like well it's like they've they're kind of like, you know close in their own weird twisty way 
Danny, like after she died in the men and was resurrected, came back as more focused and um and, and a mean spirited Danny, someone who was just like you know going to just you know like you know take care of like the future, which includes this um neonate that was created from the AI um, created by the right in the uh in the third arc of the series in the beginning of volume two. She she believes that this this new this new AI is going to like you know be the future, and she just has to take, take care of it. Problem is that this is cost that this comes at the expense of her relationship with Orphan Maker, and well, you just kind of wonder like you know how stable is a uh, it's like is a is a is an AI that was created by an anti mutant, um, you know it's like um, anti mutant artificial mm-hmm. intelligence going to be so. Wonder how that's gonna work out. Maybe it'll be kind of weird. Maybe it'll be kind of twisted. Maybe it'll it'll even lead to some really weird and awkward bonding at the very end. That's gonna be kind of kind of impressive that that Wells pulled off. Because I gotta admit, it's like I I because like in case it's not clear, I really enjoyed this series. It's like it's it takes it's like it's it's a series officially like it was where like you know what the uh, what, what we kind of expect from superhero series you know like hey you know the good guys are going to win that they're going to like you know stick to the bad guys it's like and you know and um right good will triumph over evil in the end um except that hellions is a series where that you know takes um special glee like in subverting these expect- expectations just you know, telling us that hey you know it's like sometimes like the bad guys will win Sometimes, like the good guys, like, you know, may actually succeed, but they'll do through do it through ways that are like you know really uncomfortable. It's like and you know kind of and kind of savage as well. It's like and also just it's like and 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 in the end, it's like you know it's just like you know what you're expecting isn't actually going to happen, and it works because you know it's like because like you know every side has to struggle for what they want, even sinister because you know. As much as he is, um, you know, just you know, like the bad, evil ma- manipulator of this, this series, he suffers a whole lot in this series. Such as when um, he's at the mercy of Arcade in the um, main arc of Volume Two, and he's like, and Arcade just like, you know, just just goes full evil dentist on him. It's like giving him an evil root canal, like in order to like make him like fully capitulate, capitulate to his demands. I mean, yeah, that turned out to be to have been kind of Sinister's plans all along. But even then, like he still, it's like it's so clear that he experienced he experienced some recrimination from this. It's also funny to see him. It's like I, I'm being attacked, attacked by a Chucky doll. Confirm, confirm. When he's trying to, uh, you know, it's like um, troll Arcade's way of like you know maintaining his like his stance on reality in this in this arc. Um, and the thing is though, it's like you know before I can like fully recommend this series, you know anyone who's looking for like a good subversive superhero series. I will say that this does require some good running knowledge of the current Krakoa, um like era of X-Men. But like I said, if, you, if you're not aware of the fact that Sinister you know, is supplying the cloning technology to make resurrection possible, you're probably going to be wondering, like, you know, why are they leaving let, letting Sinister you know, run wild on this? Uh, why are they even giving him a spot on the Quiet Council at all? But it's because it's really basically more of a uh, you know, keep your enemies close type thing. And also, you're wondering you know, why is Havoc going crazy? You know, it's like what's what's going on with him? He's always seen like the like the um normal like like likely bland Sawyer's brother. Well, it's like if you haven't read um Axis, and you wouldn't, wouldn't be aware of this. So yeah, this 
this this series does require some like some inside knowledge of like of current of mutant history it's like and um in order to like, appreciate in fact i didn't even know about um you know the leverage that uh sinister had over quanon like until i had until until rob told me and also read, read some of the song like a, on a wiki somewhere i think because yeah it's like there's there's some stuff that's like not not fully explained but um yeah it's like it's it's like i still think that there's that enough here that you get the gist of things here that um it's that it's still that um you get just enough to like to uh to know what's going on and also um the art here like for for the series is really it's like it's really strong the majority of it is from steven segovia who comes off as a um more detailed um version of um lenil you because while you has like you know has very detailed brittle art segovia like is big bold you know like simple simple line work here but it's but it's great for this kind of series and like, you know his straightforward superhero stuff like, is great for just like you know like acclimating the reader into assuming that yeah this is going to be like you know your standard like you know b tier x-men book when it's really like you know an a minus a minus book like in actuality in terms of like you know the twist it throws at you um the uh other artists who contributed to this series um carmen carnero for the uh like for the uh, ten of swords arc and uh, roger antonio and zay carlos for the uh for some issues in the final volume they do they do solid work but you know, it was good to see that, you know, Segovia for, it was good to see like Segovia or one artist, you know, handle the majority of the series. It's like, and it's, it's like, and, it, and it's good, good work overall. Um, one other disappointing fact is that the uh, Ten of Swords uh, issues are not collected um, in the uh, three trade paperback volumes, nor are they apparently going to be collected in the um, hardcover edition, which, uh, it's coming out in August that collects 16, all 16 non-crossover issues. I don't know why this is because the, uh, like I mean, well, I'm going by the Amazon um, like listing. So maybe they, they will be included in this hardcover edition, but, um, but because like those, those 10 of swords issues, I mean, they're not actually part of the series. It's like, they're actually like, you know, Hellions issues. That are actually like you know that should have marked as like ten of swords tie-ins so so these two issues are are really important to the story of hellions as it is but you won't get them if you buy you know the uh like the hardcover well at least according to amazon and they're and they're and they're, they're um, issue listings or the three um soft cover editions soft cover volumes as is i'd recommend buying the uh the issues off of comicsology it's like or if you've got or just read them off of um marvel unlimited which the entire series is available in like all 18 issues are right now and really it's like yeah if you can get past the fact that you know like there you're gonna need to like do do maybe do a little outside research in order to get an idea of like you know where all the characters are for this series um hellions is a very solid read and you know at, at three volumes and 18 issues it's a short, short, compact one. It knows what it, it knows what it wants to do, to do, and it does it very well. And in fact, I'm honestly kind of disappointed because the fact that it only lasted 18 issues. I mean, yeah, it's like Mr. Sinister running a, a mutant um, team doing his own like dark bidding wasn't going to last forever. But I think they 
probably could have gotten maybe just you know one more one more issue out of, out of one more volume out of out of things. So, but um, but yeah, it's like and I, and unfortunately, like Wells is um is departing to write Spider-Man full time. Which hey, you know, like I think Webb is definitely definitely deserves him. And Segovia is uh, currently working on um, I the I Am Batman series over in over at DC. So it's kind of disappointing that you know like they're not like continuing to work together, but they did great work on this series, and you know I look forward to seeing you know what whatever they do, particularly Wells on uh, Spider Man. It's like you know in the future. So you know there you go. It's like I liked it, and if you're looking for like a good good solid X Men read that you know isn't like that is mostly tied to the Kakura setting, setting, but not like, you know, like wholly tied to it in terms of its like overall arc, then yeah, I definitely recommend this. All right. Well, I mean, not too much else to say about it besides that. So, um, do you know what you're going to be talking about next time? Well, since uh, my, my, the final volume of Oku is, um, is set to arrive on Monday, according to the um, US, USPS, then, Theoretically, that should be the next, um, I guess, like a series I talk about. But there you go. All right. And we'll catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glit. All right. Laters.